Do you want to open this with your bad Randy Newman impression? You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. When the road gets rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old pal said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. <laughs> there. Yeah, thank you. Wasn't it awful? <laughs> Randy, I love you. I know. You got some bangers in this. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming. I'm Carrie. I am Mrs. Nesbitt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And this week we are covering the 1995 animation classic, Toy Story. Ah! Oh my god, guys, guys, guys. This is Pixar. We're doing Pixar this month. This is where the love for so many things began. I know. This is where Pixar really begins. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Gosh. I can't wait. Before we get started... Don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's, rate, review, and retweet. Rate, review, retweet, guys. We want you to come and join our little Pixar watch party this month. Yeah, guys, it's going to be all Pixar all month this <laughs> month. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I, I think. <laughs> They're going to be sick of us. I know, I know. <laughs> But guys, throughout the month, don't forget, be tweeting at us. Let us know what your favorite Pixar movies are. Like, what what parts of these movies do you love? We want to hear from you guys. We'd love to discuss. We'd absolutely love to discuss. And if you are enjoying our coverage of Pixar movies this month, please head over and leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Pretty please and thank you. Please, please, do it now. Do it right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't hesitate. Do it. We'll wait. Now. <laughs> I get it. You want to get this play date started? It's see, it's always your opening pun where I have to consider firing you. <laughs> you don't think it's a very good way to start off the recording? Yes. Let's get to our play date. Sergeant? Yes, sir. Establish a recon post downstairs. Code red, repeat. We are at code red. Recon plan, Charlie. Execute. Move, 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 move. It's a It's a big one. Walt Disney Pictures presents Star Command, come in. Do you read me? The story of two toys. Oh, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello? Oh, yeah. ah! Headed for a showdown. My name is Woody. This is my spot. Ah! I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man. And playing by their own rules. Draw. Fuck me again. I don't like confrontations. Buzz, look an alien. Where? <laughs> You're mocking me, aren't you? <laughs> oh, impressive wingspan. Very good. <laughs> oh, what? What? You can't fly. Yes. I can. Can't. Can. Can't. 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 
the adventure takes off when toys come to life. To infinity and beyond! Toy Story. Look out! Can. All right, so let's both talk a little bit about our Pixar uh, youth experience. So what? You were like, see, like, this is 95, right? So you were like three when the first full-length feature film came out from Pixar. Yes, I was. Three years old. Mm-hmm. And I was... <sighs> But a twinkle in mother's eye. Yes, you were. <laughs> That's the thing that predates me. Uh-huh. Like, oh, exactly predates me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And this is not our first Pixar coverage, but it's the one that we've both seen the most. Oh, absolutely. I mean, how could you not? There's four Toy Stories now. Pixar itself got its start in 1979 as part of Lucasfilm. Like, at the time, it was just known as Graphics Group. It was incorporated in 1986 with funding provided by, you guessed it, Steve Jobs. Oh, boy. He became the majority shareholder in the company. By 2006, the company was valued at $7.5 billion, and it was purchased by Walt Disney. Pixar has produced 24 full-length animated feature films. Which that number sounds low, doesn't it? It does. I'm going to list them for you, okay? Just okay. real quick. All right. Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars. <laughs> I didn't remember that Ratatouille was Pixar for some reason. I thought it was DreamWorks. There's Wally Up, Toy Story 3, Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur. Have you ever seen The Good Dinosaur? Never. No, neither have I. I've never even heard of it. Finding Dory, Cars 3, Coco, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Onward, Soul, and Luca. Oh, I just saw Luca. You liked it, didn't you? I did. It was cute, It right? was really cute. Yeah, they keep, they keep getting cuter and cuter, and it just kind of rips at your soul, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh, yeah. Ugh. And so Pixar uses this program. It's called Renderman. Mm-hmm. And it is a... Like the Slenderman? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, not like... if. Imagine if that's what it was called. I'm sorry. The Render... The okay, no. Renderman. I want a game called Renderman. <laughs> what does the Renderman look like? Oh, no. What kind of horrors are those? They use Renderman to animate most of their content. And it was... You know, this is the first fully computer animated film. I didn't realize it was the first one. It is the first full-length feature film that is to be entirely animated on computer. So they really were pioneers in this area. I mean, kind of. I wrote, there are so many wonderful things to mention and unpack, like the Pixar theories and the conspiracies. Let's not talk about it at all. No, can we, do we have to talk about the Pixar theory? Please say no. Listen, what is the Pixar theory even? Is it that it's all connected? I think we've established that. Yeah, no, it's all, the theory is it's all connected and like the little old lady from Brave is also Boo and she can time travel or between universes or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any actual sense. Even between the creative crew and the vocal talent, Pixar is incredibly intricate and intertwined in the sense that they always put references to other movies in the movie and so you can spot lots of neat things if if you have a sharp eye and that's what started the whole idea of the Pixar theory I'm like no guys it's just a stylistic choice by the production team like it's not a conspiracy leave it up to the internet leave it up to the internet Directed by John Lasseter, whose workplace needed to take disciplinary action against him for some reason. Yeah. That's all I need. 
Yeah, apparently he's just not great. He's done some not so great things. I'm not going to speculate. I don't know. So he's mostly known for the Toy Stories. He's known for he did a, he directed A Bug's Life and he directed The Cars. He also helped produce Spirited Away when they brought it to America. That's right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, May seems like a world away. I know, doesn't it? It seems like a lifetime. It's a long, brutal summer, folks. <laughs> Happy autumn. Written by Joss Whedon. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Serenity. You like Serenity. I do. Joss Whedon did that at Cabin in the Fucking Woods. <laughs> My God. I love that movie. Every, the, the Cabin in the Woods keeps finding its way onto this podcast, and I'm like... <laughs> it's trying to get in. It's trying to get in It at wants me. you to talk about it. You will not wear me down next October. I will. You will not. I almost did it this October. I almost <sighs> did it. And other Pixar writers, Andrew Stanton, Joel Cohen, Alex Sokolow? I don't know. Fun fact, Joel Cohen and Alex Sokolow worked, both did Cheaper by the Dozen and the Garfield movie. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Hey, not everything's a winner. Exactly. Music by Randy Newman, let's go! (laughs) I love it. I think it adds a great accent to the whole movie. Yeah, this whole tone, like this just whole easygoing tone. with And Randy's got such a unique voice. It's such a, yeah, it's so loving. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it feels so loving. Folks, you might have guessed it, but we've got names. In his fourth kicking and streaming appearance. Oh, you went back and counted. Please welcome Mr. Tom Hanks as Woody, a pull-string cowboy. (laughs) Guys, you know Tom Hanks from The Money Pit, Cast Away, Philadelphia. He was with us when we did A League of Their Own, Mm -hmm. Sleepless in Seattle, and The Polar Express. Yes. Yes. But guys, like, we have so many feelings about Tom Hanks. The recording obligations for this movie for him were always getting interrupted by some more serious projects. Like, I think he was also working on Forrest Gump while he was supposed to be recording this dialogue. Yeah. And, like, he cold-stopped any other work on this until he could, like, get back into that childhood headspace, you know? He wanted to be in a good frame of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to be in the right headspace for Woody. Isn't that sweet? I love him. In his third kicking and streaming appearance, please welcome back Mr. Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear. Space Ranger from Star Command. Guys, Tim Allen was literally just here in another space thing. (laughs) He was just with us when we did Galaxy Quest at the uh, end of birthday month for me. He was with us last Christmas when we did Christmas with the Cranks. He's in the Santa Claus movies, which Ross absolutely loathes. He is... Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement, and he's on that, uh, he's on Bad Show Last Man Standing. <laughs> um, welcome John Morris as Andy Davis. Who is that, John Morris? I don't know. He's Andy from the Toy Story franchise, apparently. Oh, okay. He's almost 40. Ah! Isn't that amazing? Ah! What the hell, time? <laughs> Please welcome to Kicking and Streaming. I'm so honored. Oh, no. Please welcome. Mr. Don Rickles as Mr. Potato Head. Guys, the original insult comic. I never intellectualized ever that it was Don Rickles. (laughs) Ever. I know. Okay, listen to some of the things Don Rickles has done in film. First of all, hugely successful stand-up comedian in the 50s and 60s, but also Run Silent Run Deep with Clark Gable. Mm Mm-hmm. Enter Laughing with Carl Reiner. Oh, my God, yes. Rob Reiner's dad. Yeah. Famous comedian Carl Reiner. Casino. Oh, yeah. With Robert De Niro. Yeah, we know Casino. He's also known as the Rat Pack Comedian. He'd do (laughs) shows in Vegas 
With the Rat Pack. With Dean He'd Martin. He'd be their comedy opener. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, right. Sammy Davis, Judy, and... Judy, like, all the all the big names. Oh, my God. Isn't that great? I didn't... And <laughs> R.I.P. Four years now. Oh. I man. know. Mr. Potato Head is what makes you bust I know. about this movie. Who's who's taking up the mantle of Mr. Potato Head? I don't know. I don't know. R.I.P. Oh, my God. I hope someone is a good emulator. In his second kicking and streaming appearance, oddly enough, please, please welcome back Jim Varney as Slinky. That's right. He's Cookie from Atlantis. Yes, he is. What is this? That would be lettuce. Lettuce? Lettuce! It's a vegetable cookie. The men need the four basic food groups. I got you four basic food groups. Beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. Oh, he's also Ernest. From the Ernest movies, like Ernest Goes Somewhere. Ernest Goes West. Ernest, uh, what? Isn't that Five O Goes West? <laughs> er, where's Ernest going? You mentioned to the, you mentioned this to me before, and I had no idea what you were talking about. Ernest? <laughs> Just look at Ernest. It's those. It's a bunch of like goofy movies about this guy named Ernest. Well, Jim, you're a talent, and we're happy to have you here. In his fourth kicking and streaming appearance, please welcome Mr. Wallace Shawn. He plays Rex, a very nervous Tyrannosaurus figurine. <laughs> he was with us when we did The Princess Bride, Haunted Mansion. Uh, he's in The Incredibles, Chicken Little. Yeah, he was also in Chicken Little when we did Chicken Little. <laughs> Guys, clueless. Deep Space Nine. My Dinner with Andre. Young Sheldon. Oh, God. <laughs> that poor man. He's also on Gossip Girl. Oh, my God. Yeah, what, what, Wallace. I love Wallace Shawn. <laughs> I really do. I could listen to... Listen, I, I bet a lot of people would listen to him for a long time and be annoyed. Uh-huh. I never would be. I know. I, I love listening to him speak. Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. John Ratzenberger. In his third Kicking and Streaming appearance. As Ham the Piggy Bank. <laughs> he was with us when we did A Bug's Life, and he was also with us in Spirited Away. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. John Ratzenberger. <laughs> he sat next to Norm on Cheers. I wrote Pixar Whore <laughs> under John Ratzenberger. Because he's in like every single <laughs> he's one. In every single one. Uh, please welcome to Kicking and Streaming. Annie Potts as Bo Peep. Guys, Janine Melnitz from Ghostbusters. She's in Pretty in Pink. She's also in Young Sheldon. Ew. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Ghostbusters, what do you want? Yes, they're serious. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yes, of course they're serious. <laughs> I love her so much. She's an attorney on SVU in those middle years all the time. Sophie something or other. I loved her as a defense attorney. Please welcome Eric Von Detten as Sid. He's Josh. He's Josh Bryant. He goes to Grove High School. Yeah, the really hot boy that Mia's interested in. That's No, wait, no. He's not the boy that sits on her. There's a different boy that sits on her. Somebody sat on me today. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about that movie. It's a must-do next year. (laughs) Somebody Somebody sat sat on on me me again. again. (laughs) Lily, really? (laughs) Well, this is as good as it's going to (laughs) get. Did you see me crying over here? Sat on me again. <laughs> really? Okay, we gotta move on. <laughs> we gotta move on. Oh my god. Uh, and also, we have the wonderful, 
the highly underrated Ms. Laurie Metcalf. As Andy's mom. As Mrs. Davis. Listen, she's Jackie. On she's Aunt Jackie on Roseanne. JFK, uh, she did Misery on the stage. She was Annie Wilkes. Yeah, we talked about her a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Desperately seeking Susan. Scream 2. I had to mention Scream 2. I know. she's the bad guy in Scream 2. She's also in Lady Bird, like one of the only movies that's ever reached 100% fresh Rotten Tomato status. And she's also she's also in Meet the Robinsons. That I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's so weird. Also, I must cover. I can't wait. I've got two honorable mentions here. Uh, playing the sergeant, like of the little green army men. Uh, that's Arlie Emery. He's famous for being the sergeant, the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. That's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. Like that movie is tonally so weird because it's so funny until it's so not. It, yeah, yeah. It just really. It's what the first what five minutes are just absolute hilarity, and yeah. then. And and then it, it gets, gets real serious real fast. <laughs> real dark. Yeah. And then also we have, uh, if there are any magic fans out there, Penn Jillette is with us today. Who's Penn Jillette? Like Penn and Teller? Like the Oh! Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah. Who, is, who is he? He's the TV announcer. Oh, is he really? Yes. That's amazing. I love that. Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> Gavin's going to love that. I know. So I'm not going to spend very long on this. We're going to get started in just a second. This movie wasn't really released with a short like most Pixar films are. Yeah. Um, But they decided they'd pair a Pixar short that was made in the late 80s. It was made in 1988. It's called Tin Toy. It's a one-man band soldier toy. Yeah, it's the story of one little toy's survival journey against this monstrous baby. It looks pretty good for 1988, but it's just, the animation's kind of cursed. No. You know what I mean? That's and it's of... all because of the baby. <laughs> it's like from a nightmare. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for it at all. <laughs> he goes under the couch and all the other toys are hiding from the baby <laughs> and they look traumatized. Big bow vibes from <laughs> Spirit Away. That baby's horrifying to look at. But like, hey, it's 1988 and it won an Oscar. All right. I want you to take a breath. <gasps> count to three. One, two, three. Let it out. Because this is truly a immersive meditative experience for me, this movie, because I laugh like a dork <laughs> through this whole thing. It's very well written. I've seen it so many times, it doesn't get old. <laughs> so, you know, we're not, we're not going to talk about everything. We're, we're going to have to restrain ourselves, but this is, this is going to be fun. So I'm glad you're all here with us. We begin in the childhood bedroom of one Andy Davis, who lives with his mother and his sister Molly. First of all, Andy's wallpaper in his bedroom has us feeling some kind of way. Yeah, because it's like all clouds. <laughs> Mentally, I'm here. Yeah, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like this whole opening sequence is such a great primer to put us in a particular frame of mind for this entire movie. We meet Andy, and he's got a big imagination, and, like, they're getting ready to move from the house they're currently living in, right? Exactly. They're moving to a bigger house. He's supposed to be packing, but he's not. He's horsing around. In childlike fashion, he's constructed a Wild West production out of his moving boxes. <laughs> I love the box that says school, S-K-O-O-L. Yeah, I know. Like, and there's a 50 bazillion dollar reward. <laughs> Bazillion for Mr. Potato Head, <laughs> the villain in Andy's Western stick em up. And, like, because you know, Andy's favorite toy in the whole wide world is Woody. Sheriff Woody to the rescue. He is the sheriff and the hero of every situation with Andy's toys. Reach for the sky. Oh no, 
Sheriff Woody, I'm here to stop you, One-Eyed Bart. Yo, how'd you know it was me? Are you gonna come quietly? Can't touch me, Sheriff. I brought my attack dog with a built-in force field. Well, I brought my dinosaur who eats force field dogs. <laughs> you know what I love? Say goodbye to the wife and tater tots. <laughs> And I just, I'm smiling. I'm smiling so big. You saved the day again, Woody. You're my favorite deputy. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Come on, let's wrangle up the cattle. Like when you hear Randy's voice, it's like an invitation to come home. That's so, when I read that in your notes, I was so, I almost, it was like, wow. That's powerful. Like, this entire opening sequence, like, where Andy is, like, playing with Woody, mm-hmm. and, like, it just, they're just having a ball. They're having a ball together. Oh. And he doesn't even know that this thing is sentient. <laughs> we'll get there, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brings back a lot of good memories. The bliss. The, the simple bliss of playing with your toys and not knowing anything about the outside world. You're ignorant. <laughs> you know? You're God, totally ignorant. I miss that sometimes. <laughs> I wish I could not know everything now. You said, the way you described it, like a time that's just uncapturable. Yeah, when you can give these toys backstory and personalities, and it's so deep, and you believe it all. Like, you made it up. You, it's, I don't want to say you're like God, <laughs> but like, you're the master of your own universe. Okay, yeah, it is kind of playing God, though, isn't it? <laughs> We're embracing our childhood God complexes. <laughs> so, it's Andy's birthday. His mom has a big party planned. It's going to be the last chance he has to see all of his friends for a little while before they move. Yeah. I don't know how far away they're going, but they clearly need more room. The baby, Molly, is in his bedroom. Screw that child. (laughs) Screw that baby. You don't like the look of Molly? No, Molly looks like a gargoyle. (laughs) I don't like the way she's animated. I don't like looking at her. She's creepy as fuck. Little cherubic gargoyle. I, I really hate it. I don't like looking at her. I don't like listening to her. So he takes Molly downstairs to go help mom with the party set up and I also have written the toys are alive. It is revealed that Andy's toys do indeed come to life when he is out of sight. See you later, Woody. Pull my string. The birthday party's today. Okay, everybody. Coast is clear. Ages three and up. It's on my box. Ages three and up. I'm not supposed to be babysitting Princess Drool. (laughs) Mr. Potato Head's laying in like 15 pieces because Molly's picked him up and banged him on the destroying him. (laughs) Banged him on the side of her crib. (laughs) Oh, we oh god, we cannot laugh through this whole thing. I know, I know. So yeah, we we have Woody. Woody is like the unofficial mayor of Andy's bedroom. this bedroom community of walking talking toys and we talked about mr potato head which i I bet a lot of us had mr potato heads when we were kids absolutely we have to talk about ham the piggy bank he's a piggy bank i love ham yeah ham ham is just like usually the sarcastic echo to whatever mr potato head is saying yes hey ham look i'm picasso i don't get it you uncultured swine and then uh, we also have Slinky, the the Slinky dog. The he, Slinky dog. He's like a dachshund puppy with like a Slinky in the middle. Yeah. It's very cute. Oh, well, all right. You can be ready if you uh, want. N- not, not now, Slink. I got some bad news. Bad news? 
Just gather everyone up for a staff meeting and be happy. Got it. Be happy. <laughs> we also have Sarge. You know the army men that come in like buckets of a hundred? Bucket of soldiers. Yeah, bucket of soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, Sarge is the leader of the bucket of soldiers. And then uh, we also have the RC car. Yeah. There's Mike, the cassette player. <laughs> That has the little microphone on him. There's a Mr. Spell. He has Lenny lenses. Yes. yes. The little wind-up toy. And then don't forget about Rex. Yes. The very <laughs> nervous Tyrannosaurus Rex figurine. I love Rex so much. Hey, who moved my doodle pad way over here? Ah! How you doing, Rex? Were you scared? Tell me honestly. I was close to being scared that time. Oh, I'm going for fearsome here, but I just don't feel it. I think I'm just coming off as annoying. Oh, and Ross, we can't forget. <clears throat> we can't forget Woody's main hang, his gal Friday. Bo Peep and the Sheep. Yep, Bo Peep and the Sheep. <laughs> like, isn't she technically Molly's toy? I think probably, I don't know. He plays with her. You play with my G.I. Joes. I did. I'm not trying to ascribe. <laughs> I'm not ascribing gender no. to toys. No, obviously. But, but like, like, I've always wondered about that. I was like, is she actually Molly's toy? And maybe she, she's actually his. She just has to be in the room. I don't know. Stop it. Stop it, you mean old potato. <laughs> <laughs> and no. then, like, she's actually got this very sultry voice. I love Annie Potts. Oh, my God. The way she comes up to Woody and goes... What do you say I get someone else to watch the sheep tonight? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I... Remember, I'm just a couple of blocks away. Who peep is trying to smash? <laughs> I'm only just a couple blocks away. Walks by the toy blocks. <laughs> I love this script I'm so like, much. Why is she being a freak? <laughs> hey, no king shaming here. No, he's being a freak too. He goes, oh, oh yeah. You know, you know the shepherd's crook is involved somehow. I don't know how, but they Stop! they managed to work it Gary! in. No, you're right. I'm sorry. This is a children's film. So Sheriff Woody calls a staff meeting. <laughs> that is what it's referred to. Yes, that is what it's <laughs> all right, everyone. Staff meeting. <laughs> They have an actual little community going here. Like, yeah, literally, like Woody has his own little pulpit built out of like a Tinker Toys can, and he's got a <laughs> clipboard with an itemized agenda. He uses Mike the cassette player to amplify his voice on the little mic. I had a Mike the cassette player. Like, it didn't look just like him, but I, had, I remember it yes. had the tinny little microphone that uh -huh. you pulled off the side and you clicked to talk. Oh, I was annoying with that thing. So after he spits on his appendage, he tells them that, you know, he emphasizes the importance of obtaining a moving buddy. And, uh, yeah, thanks, we don't want anyone getting lost in the move. He thanks uh, Mr. Spell for the Plastic Corrosion Awareness <laughs> Seminar. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, almost as a footnote, announces that the birthday party's been moved up to today. The birthday party is a big to-do because Andy will be getting toys that are going to change the dynamic, like the social dynamic between them all. Plus, there's always that anxiety that with new toys, maybe old ones will be thrown in the trash or given away. Or just not loved or used as much. Yeah. This community is in fear. So whenever there's like an influx of new toys, everybody's always really nervous. And I love Ham. Pardon me. I hate to break up the staff meeting, but they're here! Birthday guests at 3 o'clock! Oh! everyone! The subtitles read agitated gibbering. <laughs> agitated gibbering. <laughs> <laughs> They're all freaking out watching these kids come up the walk with these presents. They're using Lenny to as binoculars to look <laughs> at all the kids' boxes. Yes, sir. We're next month's garage sale fodder for sure. 
Any dinosaur-shaped ones? Oh, for crying out loud. They're all in boxes, you idiot. They're getting bigger. Wait, there's a nice little one over there. Oh! And it's really long, and they all scream. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So in order to calm down his fellow toys, Woody sends out the recon team, which means deploying the plastic green army men. Since Woody is head of state, he's commander in chief of the armed forces. <laughs> And so the bucket of soldiers is the military. Yeah. And so these tiny little toy soldiers start mobilizing for a reconnaissance mission on the ground. Yeah, they are, <laughs> they're literally taking Molly's baby monitor, the end that would be in Molly's room so they can talk into it. Exactly. They're going to spy on the birthday party and tell the toys upstairs what gifts are incoming. They get the baby monitor in a plant. <laughs> And then turn it on so they can hear it upstairs and they start listing out the presents. And it, it's mostly just like a bunch of like, you know, games and minor things, things that don't get to be animated for some reason. Yeah, board, <laughs> board games and bed sheets. And then when he goes, it, it's bed sheets. And Mr. Potato Head, who invited that kid? <laughs> Might as well have been socks. All the presents are open without incident, but there's a final surprise present for Andy. Oh my God. It's oh, it's the drama around opening this present. Mom pulled a surprise present from the closet. We get this very Miranda Priestly intro <laughs> to this much anticipated toy. There's lots of drama with unwrapping the present. The people, the kids are in the way. We can't see what it is. Come in, Mother Bird. Come in, Mother Bird. Mom has pulled a surprise present from the closet. He's really excited about this. Mom, it's a huge it? package. Oh, get out. One of the kids is in the way. I can't see you. It's a... It's a what? What is it? Rex. <laughs> Rex shakes the table that the baby monitor is on and the batteries fall out. And then they hear the kids on the stairs. Red alert. Red alert. Andy is coming upstairs. God damn. It's chaos down here. Everybody's trying to get back into their spots so no one will notice that they've moved. How many times as a kid, Ross, did you leave your toys in a very specific position? So that you would notice if they moved when you came back. Oh, no, yeah. After Toy Story, absolutely. Uh, are you kidding me? How could you not? All of Andy's friends come into his room, and they literally shove Woody off the bed to drop the box. <laughs> rejection! <laughs> <laughs> Immediate rejection. Like, the bed is Woody's spot. <laughs> they just ejected it's him. It's like they pushed him out his own window or something. <laughs> Woody crawls out from under the bed, and this part where he crawls up the side of the bedspread and peeks over the top of the bed, and we get that slow rise up and down of Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Star Command, come in. Do you read me? This is Buzz Lightyear. He's a space ranger, baby. Yeah. Member of the Universal Protection Unit of the uh, Galactic Federation or something yeah, like that. I, mean, I think maybe you got it right. I don't know. <laughs> like, he says it later, but, like, his mission in life is to defend the galaxy from Emperor Zurg. Yeah. <laughs> 
the sworn enemy of the Galactic Alliance. Here's the thing. All the toys in this little bedroom community have full awareness that they are indeed toys. Yeah. Not Mr. Lightyear. No, yeah, that's the thing. He is not aware that he's a toy. He thinks he is the Buzz Lightyear. And I mean, I admire that. Yeah. I 100% admire that. Buzz Lightyear just thinks he's stranded on an unfamiliar planet, and, and the rest of the toys are just thankful he's not going to replace them. Yeah. Like Rex, he comes up to him, shakes his hand. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Oh, I'm so glad you're not a dinosaur. Bye-bye. Now, thank you all for your kind welcome. Say, what's that button do? I'll show you. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue! Oh. Hey, Woody's got something like that. His is a pool strength. Only it's... only it sounds like a car ran over it. All the other toys are very impressed with Buzz because he's got all of these buttons and gadgets. He's a very cool action figure. Uh-huh. He's got like voice bites when you press different buttons on his chest. Uh-huh. He's got karate chop action and one of his best features. His wings. I know, aren't they so cool? Yeah, they, he just presses a button on his chest and his wings fly out. And, like, he's showing the toys all of his gadgets and everything. And Woody's being a huge dick about it because he's not impressed with the shiny new toy. So Buzz decides to flex and pull his wings out. Oh, impressive wingspan. Very good. Oh, what? What? These are plastic. He can't fly. They are a terillium carbonic alloy, and I can fly. No, you can't. Yes, I can. You can't. Can. Can't, can't, can't. I tell you, I could fly around this room with my eyes closed. So Buzz wants to prove that he can actually fly, right? Yeah. So he's like, I bet I could fly around this room with my eyes closed. I love this. Okay, Mr. Lightbeer, prove it. Lightbeer. <laughs> and so, yeah. Buzz goes up onto the edge of the bed and says his famous catchphrase, right? Oh, it's so glorious. To infinity and beyond! The way he achieves this, this parkour, he swan dives onto a matchbox car. Yeah. Right? Oh, you know how I loved my matchbox car! Yep, he flies up, hits a model airplane, he's holding onto it while it's swinging from the ceiling, and he does a somersault and lands at a perfect 10 on the bedspread in front of Woody. Ken. Whoa! Oh, wow, you flew magnificently. I found my moving buddy. Uh, thank you. Thank thank you all. Thank you. That wasn't flying. That was falling with style. The way this story will just continue to remain about Woody's hurt feelings. Here's the thing, bud. Most of them are. are, are aren't all the Toy Stories about Woody's hurt feelings? All of them are. His, <laughs> his insecurity and his hurt feelings get them into trouble movie after movie after movie. Do you remember in the third one? When they're all about to die? <laughs> in the incinerator? In the incinerator? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a different movie, but... <laughs> they're holding hands! What they're, a journey! They're ready to go together! <laughs> what a journey! Oh, God, but you're right. Yeah. It's not that movie. <laughs> Thank God we're not talking about that. Hey, here comes another Randy banger. Oh, my God, yeah. Woody is just standing there with his arms crossed. He's so shitty. You know, in a couple of days, everything will be just the way it was. They'll see. They'll see. I'm still Andy's favorite toy. I'm on top of the world, living high. Right in my pocket. <laughs> Whoa. I was living the life 
things were just the way they should be. They get this whole sequence where Andy is just excited about, he is excited about Buzz and not about Woody. I mean, hey, when you're a kid, you go through stages, right? You are suddenly interested in a new thing and suddenly all those things you used to play with all the time maybe go in the toy chest. Yeah. We're just seeing Andy's whole aesthetic change from Western to Space Ranger. is putting his toys away before he goes to sleep and he elects to take Buzz to bed instead of Woody. I know. It, the look on Woody's face. Oh, the devastation. The devastated. Seeing his man in bed with another toy. Stop. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Okay, now we have to talk about Sid, the kid who lives next door. Okay. Sid Phillips. Yeah, Sid Phillips. Uh, I believe, I think it's pretty obvious from the everything about him that Sid and Andy live very different lives. Um, yeah, um, it's like, I always thought of Sid as the anti-Andy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he even kind of looks like him a little bit. Right? Like, But like paler and scarier looking. Uh-huh. And like Sid's a little older. He is into like heavy rock, metal, violent movies and video games. And he likes to torture toys for fun is how the toys, is how Andy toys put it he's big disturbed you know his parents aren't paying attention yeah no i I don't (laughs) think that they're the emotionally available vigilant types uh no like sid is always playing with fireworks and explosives and matches and they're not paying attention oh no it's a combat carl what's going on nothing that concerns you spacemen just us toys i'd better take a look anyway why is that soldier strapped to an explosive device? That's why Sid. Ooh, sure is a hairy fella. No, no, that's Scud, you idiot. That is Sid. <laughs> oh my god, he's got this rocket strapped to what is basically a G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. And Buzz is so worried. Why is that soldier strapped to an explosive device? That's why <laughs> Sid. He's a hairy look at felt. No, that's Scud, you idiot. <laughs> oh, the doggy. Yeah. Listen, I think Scud's really cute. He's really mean, but he looks really cute. Mean dogs are a product of their environment, so they get a pass <laughs> from me. Jeez. Oh, my God. Like, I can't even imagine what that dog's day-to-day is like. And so he blows up the combat, Carl, and it's very dramatic. He's lighting it, he's lighting it. Hit the dirt! about it these toys are sentient if you think about it too long it actually becomes horrifying this kid is so committable i know like but a little sociopath in the making i don't i don't think if you blow up toys and play with matches i don't think that's inherently means you're a bad kid okay how about let me say this he has the potential to become committable oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i I don't deny that that needs to be checked and if it goes unchecked he's gonna check everyone else oh man yeah so Andy's going to have himself a night on the town with mom, isn't he? Yeah, we're celebrating one of the last nights in the old house with a trip to Pizza Planet. Yo, I would (laughs) fuck me 
up some Pizza Planet, bro. Like, I want to go. I want to go so bad. I'm so sad it's fictional. I know. Y'all have been to, like, a That Fun Place or a Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yeah, it's like a sci-fi Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would, uh, I would be there. I would be there all day. Right? Like, I'd be having so much fun. Just all of the cheap prizes that you would pay five bucks for, but you spend, like, $50 on tickets for it, and, like, the all the bad pizza and soda you can drink. And your parents are mad. Oh. Uh. <laughs> your parents are ready to go. <laughs> but no, you have to get a certain amount of tickets to get the right prize. Andy's mom says he can only bring one toy with him along to Pizza Planet. <laughs> He's still at that age where you just have to take toys with you everywhere. Because, like, no, if she, I know why she's doing this. If he takes more than one toy, he'll lose one of them. <laughs> And she knows how much he loves his toys. Yeah, I know. She's not going to let him lose one, so we're only taking one. And what do you think Andy is going to take Buzz to Pizza Planet instead of him? For some reason, that's going to be like the ultimate determinator of who he loves more. When he picks up that magic eight ball, he's like, Will Andy pick me? Don't count on it! Oh! Ah! And, like, that eight ball flies across the desk and rolls behind the desk. Woody figures out that if he just kind of makes Buzz vanish from view, by default, he'll get picked to go to Pizza Planet. So Woody picks up RC, the remote control car, picks up his remote, and starts to, like, aim RC at him. Yes. So that he'll fall down the crack. And this, you guessed it, goes sideways. Yeah, no, that car hits the bulletin board, which breaks the globe, which sends the globe rolling like an Indiana Jones scene (laughs) for Buzz. And the globe knocks the lamp askew, and the lamp spins around and knocks Buzz out the window. Bye-bye. That's it. The Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Ah! Like, why did they... I never noticed that before. Why did they insert that? And guys, the um, other toys immediately turn on Woody. Oh, no. They immediately blame Woody, as they should. Uh, he, He didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. But he can't convince them. I mean, Humpty Dumpty was pushed by Woody. They all have to go dead behind the eyes, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because Andy comes up to get his toy. And we guessed it. He's looking for Buzz. He can't find Buzz because Buzz is in the driveway. (laughs) When Woody peeks over at the other toys and they've drawn a noose on the (laughs) Etch-A-Sketch. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so Andy takes Woody out of exasperation and they get in the van and they're on their way to Pizza Planet. And Buzz is in the driveway and, like, grabs onto the bumper and hitches a ride with them. Before they go to Pizza Planet, they stop for gas. At the Dynaco. Yeah, the Dynaco. This fucking scene is one of my top favorites because Woody's sitting there like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to go back there. They think I did this on purpose. And then here comes Buzz dropping in through the moonroof. Ha, Buzz, ha, you're alive. Yeah, and he's like, buddy, what's up? Like, trying to be all friendly. Yeah, Woody thinks that Buzz is going to exonerate him. And it's so funny because Buzz it just is dead behind the eyes. He goes, I just want you to know that even though you tried to terminate me, revenge is not an idea we promote on my planet. Oh, well, that's good. But we're not on my planet, are we? No. Oh! A full 
full-blown fist fight breaks out. Starts tearing his ass up. Go, Buzz. Buzz pushes him out of the car, jumps on top of him. They roll under the car. And while this is all happening, Andy and his mom come out of the gas station, jump in the van, and they leave the parking lot. <gasps> I'm lost. <laughs> oh, the drama. Oh, the drama. Oh, he's abs- he's 100% devastated. The panned shot of his tiny little being standing at the Dynaco, <laughs> and there's no one around. I know. <laughs> and, like, you know, Buzz isn't worried. Buzz just needs... Buzz just needs to get to transport. He's still <laughs> determined to leave orbit. <laughs> I would be killing him at this point. I'd be strangling him. And they're both blaming each other for the state of things. Woody thinking he's going to get left behind in the move. Buzz thinking he's going to get left behind in the fight against Zerg. And like, you, this is where Woody can't take it. You are a toy. You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear. You're you're an action figure. You are a child's plaything. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. He said, you're fucking weird. Have a nice life. (laughs) (laughs) And like, (laughs) so right as they're about to split up, a Pizza Planet delivery truck pulls into the gas station parking lot. You know what I love most about the Pizza Planet truck? What? It's a Toyota. Yes, it is. It just has the yo left on it, though. Yes. But And the rest <laughs> of the letters are missing. And as the Y-O, it just says, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They, like, they, do have, they have really great details in their backgrounds. I like, know. And, like, Woody manages to convince Buzz. Because this pizza delivery truck has a spaceship on the top of it. It's a spaceship, Buzz. I can't believe he buys this. And so this is how they're going to get back to Andy. They're going to get in the Pizza Planet truck, which is going to eventually end up back at Pizza Planet. Buzz gets up front and buckles up all happy and ready to go. <laughs> and Woody is left to get in the back in the in the trailer. Because he, do, he doesn't want to be seen. But Buzz is like, we're safer in the cab than the cargo hold. The, as most pizza delivery guys do, they drive like maniacs, <laughs> i.e. home alone. <laughs> But he is yeeting through the streets, and Woody is getting destroyed by a toolbox that's in the back with him. It's really great. (laughs) They finally skirt up to Pizza Planet. I love the welcome robots. Welcome Welcome to to Pizza Pizza Planet. Planet. Oh, it's so cool. They disguise themselves as fast food. (laughs) And they... I'm sorry. There's no way no one saw... That paper cup and that takeout hamburger box walking around the store. (laughs) Oh, my God. How do they know when to stop? They can't see anything. And so Woody is trying to look for a good opportunity for them to hop on Molly's stroller, right? They find themselves in the middle of that dope-ass arcade. Oh, it's so cool. But But, yeah, Woody's trying to get them into Molly's stroller. But Buzz has seen a, you know, a claw game. Yeah. That is shaped like a rocket. Yeah, he thinks that's the rocket that's taking off. Yeah. And, like, Woody can't go back without Buzz. He's his exoneration for attempted murder. And so <laughs> Woody has to follow him into this claw machine. What is this claw machine full of, Ross? It is full of tiny green triad aliens. <laughs> they have three eyes, three antennae, and three fingers each. <laughs> On each hand. They're so cute. (laughs) They are very cute. They are probably my favorite ones. A stranger from the outside. Greetings. I am Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. 
is an intergalactic emergency. I need to commandeer your vessel to Sector 12. Who's in charge here? Ross, what do the aliens worship in this See, little claw game? The different levels of awareness between toys is amazing. Because like, they were made in a factory, and all they've known is the inside of the box and the inside of this claw game. Exactly. So they think the mechanical claw, which people use to get one of them, is their deity, which yeah. they serve faithfully, waiting to be picked, like jellical cats. <laughs> The claw. The claw is our master. The claw decides who will go and who will stay. And so guess who fucking comes walking up? Sid. Sid. And Sid, you know, puts in his puts in his tokens. He's he's using the claw. He grabs one of the little aliens. Farewell, my friends. I move, move on, on to, to a better, better place. place. <laughs> ah! Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh my god. And then Sid sees under him, he sees Buzz. Yes. And that's like Gold. That's like striking gold. Because Buzz's not supposed to be in there. And Buzz is a very popular toy. Yeah. So you guessed it. He hooks Buzz. Like Woody tries to like hold on to Buzz so he doesn't get taken, but like he just ends up holding on to Buzz and Sid grabs them both. He has been chosen. Hey, what are you doing? Stop it! Stop it, you zealots! All right, double prizes! Let's go home and play. (laughs) Terrifying. They just got napped. We go back to Sid's house. We meet his little sister, Hannah, who I feel the worst for in this movie. This is awful. This is awful what Sid's about to do to his sister. Yeah, we get a taste of how depraved he is. What we learn is that in addition to blowing toys up for fun... He also likes to take them apart. Yeah, no, he's a sadistic little fuck. And he... play little Frankenstein games with them. Very Dr. Montgomery from American Horror Story. Uh-huh. Um, he... <laughs> he steals Hannah's little dolly named Janie. Janie. And she, the way she's screaming and so upset that he took her doll and he locks himself in his room... They say one's room is one's mind. Ah, this place is scary. It's there's all these scary looking posters on the wall. There's a black light. There's that horrible carpet. That... Carrie Ann couldn't stand the carpet because it was it's the same carpet that was at our grandmother's house. I can the exact same carpet. You can feel it, can't you? I can just by looking at it. It's horrible. It's really hard to clean. And he puts the doll in a vice pulls its head off, and pops a pterodactyl head on the doll. This is like a serial killer movie now. Like, all of a sudden, they're, like, in the serial killer's dungeon. And then he takes the doll and he goes, Hannah! Jeannie's all better now. (laughs) She's lying! Whatever she says, it's not true! How like a little man. She's lying! (laughs) Whatever she says, it's not true! God. His room is disturbing. It is disturbing. Woody exits the bag because he's like, we are going to die. Yeah. I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) The door to Sid's bedroom is locked, which, of course, I wouldn't want my parents snooping around there. And so they've got to find another way out. And, like, again, we... It is a horror movie all of a sudden. Things because are creepy. Creepy, creepy creeps. Creeping here, creeping there, creeping everywhere. There's shadows moving around in the background. Uh, Buzz? Was that you? 
Did you hear the creaking and the clinking? Hey, hi there, little fella. Come out of here. Do you know a way out of here? Oh my god. Walks a like a doll's head, a spiked doll's head on like a rector set, but it's like made into a spider. Yeah, like oh that's got thing. an eye missing and it just looks nopey. It crawls out and like you can just see the head in the light of the flashlight. It's my least favorite. It's my least favorite one. And then like this is where all of the decrepit mm, hybrid toys start coming out. I literally wrote the Frankenstein toys. Like the Frankenstein toys just start crawling out of every Every corner. The fishing pole with doll legs? Yeah, legs. That's that toy's name. Legs. Legs. We also have Ducky. Ducky, yeah. Which is like a Pez dispenser shoved into a action figure. Um, the r- little car with the arms can fuck off. Because <laughs> it's crawling around real fast. That little wind-up frog. Yeah. And Roller Bob. Roller Bob. He comes out and shuts off Woody's flashlight. <laughs> and that's where he panics. <laughs> These toys descend on the busted doll in the middle of the floor, and like, (laughs) Buzz is like, they're cannibals. (laughs) (laughs) And they jump back in the bag and just hold each other and wait out the night. And like, by the next morning, Sid is role-playing military interrogations with Woody. He's literally holding Woody down. (laughs) Like, literally, like, the kid with the ant and the magnifying glass on the sidewalk. He's burning holes in Woody's forehead. (laughs) It's so cruel. (laughs) And, like, Sid leaves the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) I love Tom Hanks screaming. You all right? I'm proud of you, Sheriff. A lesser man would have talked under such torture. It's the funniest thing. He does so well. I hate that I hate Tom Hanks' character in this, but love Tim Allen's. <laughs> I know. You know, because I would normally be the other way around. <laughs> Tim Allen's trash. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sid leaves the room for breakfast, and Sid leaves the door open when he leaves. Yes. So Woody sees this as their window. They got to get out now. Woody finally gets out into the hall. You mentioned the shining carpet that they have upstairs. Yeah, it's the exact same pattern. From the Overlook Hotel. Uh-huh. And, uh, And, like, he gets halfway down the stairs, but there's a togi asleep on the stairs. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <laughs> They didn't count on Scud being in the house. Scud is growl snor- snorling. <laughs> Scud is growl snoring. <laughs> snorling. I, f- I figured out my jellical name. Growl snore. <laughs> growl snore? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I am growl snore. And so Scud wakes up, starts chasing them. The Buzz and Woody split up to avoid the dog. Woody ends up in a closet And Buzz ends up in what I assume is Sid's dad's man cave or something. Like, dad's literally in the room, passed out in front of the television. In 60 seconds, Buzz Lightyear will become entirely aware. And it's kind of fucked up. It is really fucked up because I think the dad's watching uh, competitive bowling and we're in the middle of a commercial break. And it's a commercial for the toy Buzz Lightyear. Calling Buzz Lightyear. 
Come in, Buzz Lightyear. This is Star Command. Buzz Star Lightyear, Command. Do you read me? Buzz Lightyear responding. Read you loud and clear. Buzz Lightyear. Planet Earth needs your help. On the way. Buzz Lightyear. The world's greatest superhero. Now the world's greatest toy. This is rough. This is this is rough on Buzz. He is seeing, you know, his image. He's seeing himself repeated over and over again because he's realizing there's so many others like him. Yeah, he's not unique in he's any way. He's identical to every single one of them. And like everything he believes in. He's been speaking into this little communicator on his arm like it's real. It's a sticker. This begs the question, do all toys start out this way? They must have a period where they come into awareness that they're not real. <laughs> oh guess. my god Woody's incredibly aware yeah incredibly aware he's been he, Woody's an old toy we don't really talk about that until the next movie that's right that's right Woody's an old toy he's been aware a long time speaking of the speaking of the next movie do you know what the ad is for on the TV <laughs> I love it at the end of the commercial it says available at Al's Toy Barn yes yes, yes. Like, this triggers a full-blown crisis. Yeah, Randy's about to go off again for this existential realization. He can't believe it. He's a toy. He's, like, out on the landing. This is so uncomfy. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. He lost his identity all within a matter of moments. Oh, my God. But, like, he has that moment where he's like, no, I, I'm not a toy. I am the real Buzz Lightyear. And he starts climbing up the stair banister... Yeah, like he's going to try and fly out that open window. Oh, my God. And he, he, oh, no, it can't be true. true. I could fly if I wanted to. Like a bird in the sky. If I believed I could fly, why I'd fly. To infinity and beyond. The slow motion of him leaping from the banister and falling slowly realizing that he's gonna fall oh it's devastating it's devastating for us as viewers yeah, like as adults the look in his face i'm like oh that is that is that is broken and speaking of broken oh yeah he falls down the stairs hard and he dislocates his arm his arm is disarticulated from his body clearly completely devoid of his identity and broken. Literally broken. <laughs> Enter Sister Hannah! <laughs> Guys, this is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> so Hannah finds Buzz's broken body. And she wants to have a tea party because why not? <laughs> Sid's always stealing her toys. Yeah, why not steal his? And so Woody crawls out of this closet and finds Buzz in Hannah's room at the lowest he's ever been. Set up with... <laughs> He's, he's really losing it here. He's set up with a couple of headless dolls for a tea party, and he's wearing an apron and a hat with a flower in it. And like Woody tricks Hannah into leaving the room. He goes. Buzz in. looks so silly. He does. He's he's vacant behind the eyes. <laughs> All is gone. Bye bye. Woo. See ya. <laughs> One minute you're defending the whole gal. It almost sounds like he's drunk. What happened to you? One minute you're defending the whole galaxy, and suddenly you find yourself sucking down Darjeeling with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. <laughs> I think you've had enough tea for today. Let's get you out of here, Buzz. Don't you get it? You see the hat? I am Mrs. Nesbitt. 
<laughs> Snap out of it, Buzz! <laughs> he needed that. He needed that slap. He literally clicks back his hood and smacks him with his own arm. <laughs> and clicks the helmet back. Buzz is struggling. He's like, I can get through this. Oh, I'm a sham! <laughs> can't. This whole thing is gold. Oh my god, I can't even fly, fly out, out of the window. window! This is where Woody gets the idea to somehow go out Sid's bedroom window. Like, Sid's window faces Andy's bedroom window. So they go back to Sid's room, and he starts waving out the window to Andy's room. Mm -hmm. He gets the attention of the other toys who think he's just been lost like Buzz. Hey! Son of a building block! It's Woody! He's in the psycho's bedroom! (laughs) Everyone, it's Woody! You're kidding! Woody! Hey, Woody! You guys. I knew you'd come back, Woody. What are you doing over there? It's a long story, Bob. I'll explain later. Here, catch this. Remember he there were Christmas lights in that closet he was trapped yeah, in? Yeah, and he throws it across to them. Like, they're literally going to shimmy across the driveway between these houses. He's trying to get Buzz to come to the window oh. to prove that he's alive and with him. Yeah, Mr. Potato Head doesn't want to let Woody back unless he can prove Buzz is fine. But <laughs> yeah, Mr. Potato said, wait, this cop was a total fuck last time he was here. Yeah, Buzz is sitting in the middle of the floor. Too depressed to move. And so he just picks up that dislocated arm and like, this is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. He's like putting the arm around him, but putting the arm just out of frame in the window. Like like Buzz is right behind the windowsill. Something screwy here. So you see, we're friends now, guys. Aren't we, Buzz? You bet. Give me a hug. (laughs) I love you too. See? It is, Buzz. Now give back the lights, Potato Head. Wait just a minute. What are you trying to pull? Nothing. <laughs> he accidentally pulls that disembodied arm into frame, and I think I think one of the toys on the other end, like, I think it's Rex. Rex goes to barf. Yeah. Because they think that he's murdered Buzz and chopped up his body. They think he's a murderer. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. And so that whole climbing across the yard thing is out of the question. So they shut the window on him. And this is where the cannibal toys descend on Buzz in the middle of the floor. They rip the arm out of Woody's hands and clamor on top of him. And Woody thinks they're trying to eat him. Yeah, I know. He's like, "Uh, can you please stop trying to kill my space ranger friend? He is still alive and you're not going to get him, you monsters. Hey, hey, they fixed you. But guys, they fix him. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They yeah. pop his arm back into place like new. See, they're just people. Yeah. They're just people just like you. They've just been horribly abused. Yeah. You know? They aren't cannibals at all. No. And so... I called them people. You did. <laughs> <laughs> they're toys. <laughs> but they have thoughts. <laughs> they have thoughts and feelings. It's the sentience for me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is where Sid comes home and he is running up the stairs. He is giddy about something. Giddy. And like he comes in and Woody hides because he doesn't want to be taken apart and Buzz won't move. So Woody goes and hides under a milk crate and he's watching Sid unpack this giant rocket that he somehow managed to order through the mail. 
Like, what credit card did he use? Do they know that he's a kid? Like, I, I, I mean, back then. I know. You you're, know? Uh, you're right. You're you right. Know? And that's when Sid sees Buzz on the floor. And he's like, hmm, I always wanted to send a spaceman into orbit. And so he puts the milk crate down on the desk, drops his toolbox on the milk crate. So now Woody's trapped under there. Yeah. We just see Sid with his back turned, duct taping this rocket to Buzz. Listen, I know it's raining, but all I'm saying is he could still set that thing off in the rain. I mean, you wouldn't get great results. Yeah, and it wouldn't be as fun. Guess murdering the toy will have to wait until tomorrow. (laughs) Sweet dreams. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that. So Woody's trapped under the milk crate on Sid's desk. And this is where we get the Cindy Jimmy conversation. I mean, basically. We need your help. You know? Yeah, he's got to get Buzz to snap out of it so they can both get out of here and get back to Andy before they move in the morning. It's happening tomorrow. And they'll be left behind forever if they don't go. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so. Oh, and the whole time we get we get those little flashes where Andy's so upset. Yeah, because, because he can't find either one of them. He's lost both his favorite toys. Yeah, and you just you it hurts. And they're about to leave, and he doesn't know if he's gonna see them again. It's so sad. And to which I say, buy two new ones. Stop. Okay, you you're right. know oh, wait that's a minute. not the point. Yeah, and it's not possible either. But you'll have to wait till we cover Toy Story two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a toy, a stupid little insignificant toy. Whoa, hey, wait a minute. Being a toy is a lot better than being a a space ranger. Yeah, right. No, it is. Look, over in that house is a kid who thinks you are the greatest, and it's not because you're a space ranger, pal. It's because you're a toy. You are his toy. Woody is trying to break Buzz out of this funk, and he's telling him, listen, I know that you're sad that you're not actually a space ranger, but being a toy is way cooler than being a space ranger. Like, look at all the cool things you can do. And then this is where Woody hurts me. As a matter of fact, you're too cool. I mean, I mean, what chance does a toy like me have against a Buzz Lightyear action figure? All I can do is... Why would Andy ever want to play with me when he's got you? I'm the one that should be strapped to that rocket. Oh, Woody! You know what? I'm not going to feel that deeply for him just, like, telling the truth. But, like... No, I know. I get it. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's awful. His lack... His insecurity is what put them in this situation. So his empathy will now help you along the way. Yeah, for real. (laughs) That gets Buzz's attention. He starts moving the toolbox off of the milk crate so that Woody can get out. But, like, they're both doing it? Yeah, they're they're both pushing it? (laughs) And, like, they're going the same distance? Like, Buzz could just push the tool chest off of the milk crate, but no. (laughs) That's how Woody ends up getting crushed by the tool chest. Yes. And, like, as soon as Sid's alarm clock goes off, the first thing he wants to do is blow up this rocket, not take a leak, not have a Pop-Tart, not brush his teeth. He wants to blow something up now. (laughs) 
Oh boy, 3 a.m. And <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, 8 a.m. Time to blow something up. And so he grabs Buzz and runs downstairs. And this is where Woody tries to appeal to Sid's other toys to help him formulate a plan to save Buzz. They're all like, y'all cowered from us in fear, and now you want our help? Yeah, now you need our help, right? Like, that's how I would be. Woody and Sid's toys have a two-pronged plan. The first order of business is to get Scud out of the house, because they can't be contending with that huge dog. Yes. So I'll I'll make this short. It's intricate, but she'll make it short. Yeah. (laughs) They put a couple of toys in the duct system to trigger the doorbell outside, Uh so they can get outside and trigger the doorbell. And they send the the wind-up frog. Yes. They send that out of the room right as the doorbell is rung. So Scud starts chasing the frog down the stairs through the foyer, and (laughs) the frog zooms out the front door into the waiting arms of those other toys. Uh And then they go back up into the duck system. And Hannah, who's annoyed with the dog, just shuts him outside. Thank you, Hannah. (laughs) Stupid dog. So that's Scud down. And then Woody and the rest of Sid's toys go out into the backyard where Sid is rigging up the launch pad. Uh-huh. And guys, the moving van is next door at Andy's. Oh yeah, the house is being emptied out. They are running out of time. Woody and the toys are like putting themselves into place for this little dramatic scheme. Uh-huh. And like you can hear Sid going, Mom, where are the matches? Oh, here they are. Never mind. <laughs> My God! Pay attention! And so while Sid is in the shed, Woody just runs out into the middle of the yard in plain view and drops lifeless to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Buzz does not know what's going on. What are you doing? And when Sid comes back out, he sees Woody on the ground and he's like, oh, maybe I can have a little barbecue later. And he puts like a match in his gun holster. Uh-huh. And he just sets him down on the grill and goes back to the launch sequence. Yes. He is so jazzed about blowing up this toy. Five, four, three, two, one! Reach for the sky. Huh? This town ain't big enough for the two of us. What? Somebody's poisoned the water hole! It's busted. Who are you calling busted, Buster? Does your ass start to leave? I just, I, oh my God. Like, when he goes off script and like the look on Sid's face. That's right. I'm talking to you, Sid. We don't like being blown up, Sid. Or smashed or ripped apart. We? That's right. Your toys. All the toys start coming to life like it's a zombie movie. The trauma. Oh my god. The absolute trauma of Sid Phillips. All these ruined toys are like climbing out of the sandbox. All his little creations. Yeah, all these toys that he's abused and broken over the years. It's like a horde. I'm actually scared for him. Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where they do movies but like as horror or as like a family film if it's a horror movie? Yeah. One of them's Toy Story and they (laughs) use this scene heavily in it. Oh my god, the the part where Woody's head literally turns all the way around. From now on, you must take good care of your toys. Because if you don't, we'll find out, Sid. We toys can see everything. So play nice. 
They literally traumatized this kid into straightening out. This child, this child is going down a different path. Yeah. It's not the same one, but it's another one. Because he he's gone. He will never be the same. Could you imagine? And the way they all party when he runs we away. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are giddy for the child dramatization. But it's still not over because we still have to get back to Andy. And the moving van is leaving. This is where we enter our final act here. They manage, Woody and Buzz manage to run after the moving truck. Manage to catch up as it's pulling away from the house and Buzz gets up on the bumper and Woody is like holding on by that strap you use to close the door mm-hmm. but here comes Scud remember Scud that got dropped outside the sound of him running at them <laughs> <laughs> makes me so nervous that makes me so nervous <laughs> get away you stupid dog down down hold on Woody Woody thinks this is it. He thinks this is how he's going to go. He's like, take care of Andy for me. And Buzz launches himself onto the dog. Sacrifices himself. Oh, it's so wild. Scud throws him under a car and the moving van stops at a light. And Woody manages to get the back of the moving van open. He opens a box and he pulls the RC car out. Remember from earlier? Yes. And so he starts commandeering RC to go fetch Buzz. When he places RC at the edge of the truck <laughs> and then shoves him out of it with his foot. The other not, ex- not explaining himself at all. The, the way they fucking leap to action. <laughs> they think he's killed again. <laughs> like, oh my God, he, his bloodlust will not be satiated. Hey, what's he doing? Woody pilots RC to Buzz to pick him up, and they manage to lose Scud in a traffic jam Mm -hmm. when he causes an accident. But the other toys still haven't seen Buzz, so they throw Woody off the back of the truck. Yeah, they're they're like, no, fuck this, no. We've been new about you. You're a murderer. Get out of here. (laughs) And it's not until Buzz, like, picks Woody up and starts catching up to the van that the other toys realize that Buzz is alive. And so they feel really shitty (laughs) about being mutinous. I mean, like, they only had so much to go off of, you know? It really did look like he was just murdering toys for fun. Yeah. And so they drop Slinky out the back of the truck to pull them up. But, oh my god, RC's batteries start dying, and so Slinky just starts stretching out. His poor body. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slinky! Woody! Woody's beat up! Speed up! The batteries! They're running out! Ow, 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 ow! Finally, he has to let go of Slinky. <laughs> the way that Potato Head is destroyed three times <laughs> in this whole sequence. <laughs> because when Slinky gets retracted, he just smashes through Potato Head. It's so great. They've got one more idea. And if this doesn't work, they're getting left behind forever. Buzz gets the bright idea to light the rocket and use the rocket to catch up. And I love this because because Woody tries to light it with the match that Sid put in his pocket, but like a car whooshes by and blows it out immediately. I would literally tear up the <laughs> asphalt. <laughs> That's how much rage I would have in that moment. Oh, my God. And so, and then, and then, remember how Sid burned a hole in his forehead? Yeah. Using the sun through the magnifying glass? 
he uses the Woody uses the sun shining through Buzz's helmet. Bullshit. To, I know. Absolute bull- it's plastic. It is bullshit. Like, it is bullshit. It is plastic. But it gets it hot <laughs> enough and it lights the rocket fuse. And Woody jumps on RC getting ready to take off. And I love this. <laughs> you did it. Next stop, Andy. Wait a minute. I just lit a rocket. Rockets explode. I just lit a rocket. Rockets, Rockets explode. He is zooming. I don't like, okay. They are zooming and he's got a hold of RC, right? Buzz is strapped to the rocket. Buzz has Woody and Woody has RC. Yes. And they're going so fast that they start to come off the ground. (laughs) I don't like the shot straight on. I don't like the shot head on of Woody. Just the wind flapping in his gums. Yeah, but it looks like Buzz is like behind him. Stop. I know, isn't it bad? Stop. And like, they're starting to come off the ground. And as they start to get an upward trajectory, they throw RC into the back of the open van (laughs) and they start heading upwards. And this is where they realize, oh no, we're going to explode. Yeah. And, but terror, terror, absolute terror. Buzz is such an action hero. He goes, not today and deploys his wings, which rip through the duct tape and detach them from the rocket. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It explodes 0.3 seconds after they eject off of it, though, and I'm like, oh, wow. But guys, Buzz doesn't fall. He flies. He actually flies. He's, like, gliding, holding on to Woody. This is such an iconic image. Hey, Buzz, you're flying. This isn't flying. This is falling with style. So they fly right over the moving van. A buzz. You missed the truck. We're not aiming for the truck. They aim themselves right into Andy's van. Yeah, right. They drop right through the moonroof into the box next to him on the seat. He, there's no way he did not hear those things fall through the roof. <laughs> and he just kind of looks over like, huh, what was that? And sees them laying in the box. <laughs> hey, look, Woody and Buzz. <laughs> Where were they? Here in the car. See, what did I tell you? Right where you left him. <laughs> And I'm like, what? No, the way the way all of the humans are just so powerfully unaware. Like, there are other cars on the road during all of this bullshit. Is no one seeing the rocket with the toys strapped to it flying through traffic? Maybe the commentary is that people are just blissfully unaware. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, we get cut to Christmas, right? Yeah, next year. In the new house. Mm-hmm. It looks nice. Looks like they bought in a nice area. Yeah. This is going to have return value. <laughs> And, you know, it's Christmas. We're getting new toys. Oh, yeah. So we're repeating the whole dramatic business of the recon mission with Christmas. And they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're listening to the baby monitors, seeing what's being opened. And it's funny because Woody's like, Buzz, are you actually nervous about this? No, 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 no. (laughs) Enlarge box. It's, it's, it's. Are you? (laughs) Now, Buzz, what could Andy possibly get that is worse than you? Aww, he's a little dachshund. (laughs) And then we get that dope-ass You've Got a Friend in Me duet at the end. Yeah, with Randy Newman and Lyle Lovett. Uh Uh-huh. 
Like, I feel like this, I feel like this was repeated in Monsters, Inc. We'll talk more about that. <laughs> like, I feel like they just did the same thing. Just with the stars instead of two artists, you know? <laughs> I love that song. Isn't it nice? It's so great. Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. That's over. That's it, guys. We did Toy Story. Oh, my God. That was such a high there near the end. I... I couldn't. I, I didn't really appreciate it. I mean, guys, you hear us say this about many different films, but this is a, a timeless classic. Like, I, I just can't. I don't have the words. Like, the the ways that I this this was a huge producer of serotonin for me as a child. Oh like, because I, I loved my toys and I was so I just loved this movie so much. And I love how creative Pixar gets with, you know, us, using things that we actually played with as kids to tell their story. Yeah. Like, because it, it, it really puts you there. It's immersive. Yeah, very much so. And like one of the things that Pixar does at the God tier level, I think. <laughs> think is world building indeed indeed because going back to our lovely pixar theory here you know when you mentioned to me the other night because guys i was on carrie Ann this month about wanting to do cars <laughs> i'm just gonna tell you guys right now i'm very sorry but unfortunately there will be no coverage of cars <laughs> for november not this month not for pixar month um maybe sometime in the future but i love cars but carrie Ann <laughs> is skeptical um, I don't like cars. It's the only Owen Wilson movie I like. <laughs> um, there's the when Carrie Ann told me that Dynaco, the 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 gas station they stopped at, is the oil company that Lightning McQueen wants to go after as a sponsor. Uh-huh. Uh My mind was like, there are so many of those little things mm-hmm. that you just don't realize, like that ball with the red star on it. Yeah, is always around the trailer park trailer. Uh huh. Where underneath is the bug city in a bug's life. And the Pizza Planet truck is parked out there. And Randall gets stuck in it at the end of Monster Zing. <laughs> Like there's so many connections. Like and it, the and the thing is like it's all really timeless because those things are all throughout every single film. And each film in its own right that has a complicated different world, all of those worlds are so well built and articulated. Like think about a Bug's Life and Monsters Inc. Yeah, where they have their own social systems and like ecosystems and th- economics and stuff like that. Like this <laughs> may have been the birth of my love for world building. Yeah, it might just have been. Just thinking about every situation, whether it's a universe of toys or monsters, what does the day to day of their world look like? Indeed, indeed. And that just makes it so much more real for us as an audience. Someone asked me if B movie was Pixar one time, and I lost my shit can you imagine can you fucking imagine if b movie was pixar i i cannot wait to cover b movie we're gonna have to you know what let's cover it next april or something just some real fool ass shit you know oh my god i'm kind of sad that that's over now i know i love that movie so much i know it's i've always had it I've oh it's one of those movies that i've always had and i always will have and like the laughing you you never stop laughing I know, because, and Tim Allen and Tom Hanks, you know, they are really where the magic happens, you know? Yeah. Like, and the thing is, like I've said in the past, I don't really like Tim Allen. He's not the best. (laughs) But, like, I just don't care for him. But, like, I love Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. I, I, he makes me love Buzz Lightyear. It's a great voice performance. It's a, And it's endured, a, a cor- they have endured a quarter of a century. As these iconic characters. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I can't believe Toy Story's 26 years old. I know. Like, that. that's so whack to me. 
Because I, because you never think of yourself being that old, and it's not even that old. <laughs> I hate time. <laughs> I hate time so much. It's so weird. I know. Like I, I, I can just picture myself being five, sitting on that horrible shag brown shag carpet, watching that movie and that big clunky TV and that dusty ass VCR on your blanket with your toys. Yes, yes. Dad's on the couch reading some kind of magazine or mm-hmm. something. Oh my god! Mom's got her hair up and she's anger cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> Carrie Ann is being angsty. <laughs> An angsty nine-year-old. Oh my god! <laughs> like you're right. It does take you back to that special place when you. That's why I said when you said the thing about the song being like an invitation home. Like that's what it makes me think it of. It feels like coming home. It's really sweet. It's 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 absolutely the most endearing thing. And I'm so glad that we picked it to do first. Oh my god! Because it was the first. It was the first, and it was the beginning. Mm-hmm. And this month we are gonna hit so many excellent Pixar classics. I cannot wait. Oh my god! All right, guys, you got to stay tuned. You got to stay tuned for all the good Pixar content this month. We are making all of November all Pixar. So, Carrie Ann, do you want to give them a shot at uh, what we are uh, covering next week? Folks, next week we will be covering my favorite Pixar film, I think. Yay! It's like a very close tie between two of our choices this week, Mm -hmm. what my favorite one is. But next week we will be covering the 2001 Pixar film... Monsters Inc. Ah, it is a favorite. And guys, we are doing this in chronological order. So, yeah, all of our choices were going in the order they came out. Yes. So, it's going to be a really fun week, guys. Please come back next week for John Goodman and Billy Crystal. I ca- I can't wait. I can't wait. We've all, we've got a great Pixar duo in every film. This week it was Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. Next week it's going to be John Goodman and Billy Crystal. I love all of them. It's going to be so good. And like, I don't want to spoil anything for y'all but I kind of consider Mike and Sully us. Yeah. It's the us, isn't it? It is. Aw, uh, who's who? <laughs> you know who's who. Who's who? You're Mike Wazowski. And you're my Sully. Yes. I love you, big guy. <laughs> oh my God. I'm in this one. I'm in this one. <laughs> You are kind of the rock star here. You do all the editing, all of the, you know, sound manipulation. <laughs> I and I'm just here trying to gas you up. <laughs> Oh not really God. contributing, but I'm there. Oh, you're way contributing. <laughs> I couldn't do this without you. I'd love to market your skills in labor. <laughs> I'd love to market your skills in the labor force. Oh, my God. So check out that next week, guys. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And don't forget, folks, please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little watch party. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry, sorry, Mom. Mom. Got the news, got the news, got the news.